Hello and welcome back to FFV Football for Everyone. I'm joined here by Lucas with another podcast. How are you doing, Lucas? Good, thanks. We'll get straight on into it after we just have some bits on from Lucas about Jurgen Klopp's only defensive sign this season being Ben Davies from Preston. Are you happy with that, Lucas? I am happy with that since we don't have a left-footed centre-back yet. But I think we should have got more centre-backs just in case. And do you think you'll get Quebec from Schalke? Uh, probably, since he does want to come, out, come to Liverpool. Mm. But he is a young, good prospect, so I don't think he'll come to you. And with Ben Davies, though, as he's been from press, I know he's doing all right there, but do you think he'll be able to step up and do well at Liverpool? He might be able to do it in the future, but at the meantime, he'll probably be a good replacement just for like, a temporary replacement. And do, you... so... hmm. and do you think Liverpool will win the league? Yes, if Man City's John Stones gets an injury, which he probably will, <laughs> because he's an injury prone. And I did read somewhere that Ben Davies is joining Celtic at the end of the season. Do you know if that's true or not? Uh, probably not. Okay. Well, we'll get into that and more, but first let's start off with a question from you. If you want your questions being in the next podcast, Contact me at ffepodcast1.gmail.com. But anyway, let's start off and some with a question about Leeds. Leeds United played so well yesterday against Leicester, playing them off the park. Do you think they can have a serious push for this top six or seven and therefore get into Europe for next season? Do you think Bielsa would stay if this happened? What do you think, Lucas? I think the Elsie will stay still, but I think yeah. they'll probably get like the top nine to top seven. That's um that's a very good finish list considering they just got promoted and they've just come up and they played they're playing well, yes, but I don't there's many other good teams and I don't think they'll get top six or seven though. But I think my bet Marcel Bielsa will stay anyway for the fans because he hasn't had them in the Premier League yet. Alright, and we'll move on to your club Liverpool along with Man City. Um so, do you think Liverpool and Man City will run now away at the top of the Premier League with everybody else losing so much? Well, I'm thinking they'll stay close until the late parts of the Premier League. And tomorrow, well, what not? No! <laughs> I said tomorrow, I next match. That's, that's fine, you can carry on. You carry on, don't worry, it's your first time. Uh, next match against Man City, we will probably win since it is at Anfield. And we did hold that incredible record at Anfield that was ended up getting beaten by Burnley. And Ashley Barnes. We was in a bad match, we're not farm then. But we've got our goals back and Salah's back on form. So, do you think you'll get back onto very good form? And- back pushing and being top of the table do you think you'll finish first or second or in the top two at least around there yes okay and do you think you'll finish above man united then uh yes since man united's attackers haven't really been showing some good form yeah they lost the last two games haven't they bruno carrying which also Pogba. That's losing his fitness. Yeah, I, I do think Man City won the league, but I think Liverpool get back into some form, but I do not believe that they will be crowned champions again this year for their 20th league title. Anyway, thanks for that, Jürgen from Liverpool. Anyway, moving on now. So, who do you think is the best young player at Leeds so far this season? Melius... Melia Strike or anyone else, I don't know what this really means, sorry. Um, He's saying, I think Melia is the only person who's played, but do you think anyone else could deserve it or get it? The best young player. For Leeds. Who do you Um, think? I would say Calvin Phillips, since he is still pretty young and he has been showing them some good form at centre-back. Just needs to show some more uh, presence there. Well, he is 24, and so I don't know if he can qualify for a young player anymore at that age, but I do. He's a good player, playing at CDM. He, he, when Leeds don't play, he can 
you do see the difference. But you, I think you have to go Melia, don't you? Stepping up from the championship as a very young goalkeeper as well, 19, I believe he is. And just, he's performed well in some games as well. He's kept some clean sheets. I know there's been some games where he's conceded quite a few and he's made some mistakes. What's going to happen at a young age? And I think if he carries on playing as he is and carries on learning and growing under Bielsa, I think he'll become a very good player. And I know you could say Paveda or anyone else like that. For me, it would have to be Melia. But anyway, thanks you for that, Marcelo and Reverby. And we'll be moving on to Big Sam and his West Brom. Big Sam uh, doing so badly at West Brom and the likes of Leeds United being so refreshing with Bielsa that this is the end of the dinosaur panic managers that we see every season from the bottom teams in the Premier League, such as Big Sam and Tony Pulis. What do you think of that then? Do you think Big Sam and all the philosophy style will be completely wiped out? Do you think it will be around for at least a bit while longer? I think Sam Allardyce has got uh, West Brom playing better since they did get that draw against Fulham and they was playing pretty well in that match, even if Fulham aren't doing the best. I think Sam Allardyce is going to bring them out of the relegation where it's going to be a tight finish. Well, I don't. I think West Brom will go down, in my opinion. I just think with the way Sam has been playing, no, they get can play well, like against Fulham, but they also lost to five nil to Leeds, who they drew one one with a year ago around then, and now Leeds with Bielsa playing so well, and you could say even challenging for the top half, while Sam Allardyce, you could say dancehall football. He's getting worked out sport, but maybe not so, because maybe it just comes of age and as you lose your touch, it happened to Pulis, but you still have people like Dice who just got a win against um, Liverpool and Sheffield United manager... Oh, sorry, I forgot his name. Um, Steve Bruce, well, he ain't too great, to be honest. And they have been playing some nice football recently. And the Sheffield United manager, Steve Wilder, I know he's playing not the greatest football at Sheffield United at the moment, but that's mostly down to the strikers. But if it can be, and I think it will be around for a bit while longer, but I do think this progressive football will end up overtaking it, or at least be a lot more consistent and more like that than it will be with Sam Hansel. Why do you say that? Because he's the manager of Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> he just plays similar football alone. I know they're not not the best though, are they, at the moment? I know they got the win against Everton and half an hour just good display against Leeds, but they're not in the best form and they will need to pick it up as they are with Steve Bruce. It's, it seems like that Wilson is going to carry them for most of the season. Yeah, he's actually... When St Maximum gets his fitness back, I think mm. he will make a good change to the squad. Yes, with... he... Fraser not playing 90 minutes, a uh, full 90 minutes yet. Isn't it? Well, yes, I do agree. Sam Maxman is a very good player, as he showed in some games, especially last season. But with Steve Bruce, I don't know, maybe Newcastle could do with a better manager, as he's just, maybe he's not getting the best out of the players. But Wilson, it happened to Crystal Palace ages ago. They just couldn't play well enough, even though they had a strike who bagged 20 goals. The best of the team just weren't good enough and they ended up getting relegated. Mm. Just, Newcastle do need to pick up or they will be in big trouble. Yeah. So let's move on to someone who's probably got probably close in your hat. <laughs> uh, which is the biggest farmers league? Scottish League, Italian League, Portuguese League, or Dutch League? Or Lee Gunny said, love from Gerard in Glasgow. Farmers League, wow. I mean, what, what, what was that question again? Which do you think is the biggest farmers league in Europe? Uh, oh. Probably Scottish League. Well, Italian League isn't at the moment, is it? Because really. there's a big title race going on there. And mm. in the Scottish League, I know it's a lot been Celtic, but Rangers are around at the moment. In the Scottish League, it's just going to be Rangers for a couple of seasons. Yeah, because Scott... Celtic have dropped off a bit. We forget. Leicester have had like transfer rumours about signing Odds and Edward. 
So uh, Celtic please him. I don't think Claire will have any other people scoring goals for and the, since like, the team is getting old now. And they did lose Frimpong to Bayern Leverkusen, didn't they? Uh, yeah, and he was a huge part of that team. Yeah, but, but right now, Rangers are showing some good form. Especially with the strikers. good signing of Ryan Kent not long ago. And they have some good strikers in Morellas and Kmaru showing it in Europa League. And it seems like in the Scottish League, there's it's not always a title race. It can be sometimes, but some t- other times it's just one section and then another section and Rangers and Celtic are overtaken and Rangers are overtaken. It seems to swap and change a bit like that at times, doesn't it? Yeah, whereas in uh, Syria, there's Inter, there's um, like AC Milan. Yeah. There's, well, Juventus have dropped off, dropped off a bit, losing mm. some matches and not getting as much goals. And I know this Pirlo's a legend, in, especially in Italy and in the sport, but maybe he's not a right fit event. He should prove himself in the lower leagues or in, somewhere in like America before he gets a big gig like Juventus, but that's out now. could possibly be the same as when Lampard took over Chelsea yeah. as an icon of the team. He just can't show being in the same just because you're really good at one place in a company it don't mean you should get a chance to do every other job at that same company should you no nah. and i know juventus are usually sweeping up a lot of tax but at least some years there's been title race like last year inter blam were top at december and as this year is a big title race in the dutch league there's been other winners and in the portuguese league but yeah, you could you could say League One as well, but there has seen, been some other winners, so you probably would have to say the Scottish League. Sorry, One Scottish League. One player that I think showing up in the, uh, Serie A this season is thriving Lozano, who has scored nine goals and got two assists in 19 matches, which is pretty good for like what he had last season. Yeah, bad season last season. That much. He, he had a bad season last season and he showed a good running form. So, Napoli very good in like, uh, having a good run for the title. Mm. And also, Mkhitaryan has shown that he's in the Serie A. Serie A seems to be a lot better league right now and a lot more going on. And fair play to Lozano after having not great season last season. He's picking up and he's carrying it on. And Italian League is actually quite an entertaining league to watch. And, um, mm. yeah, so you would have to say the Scottish League, wouldn't you? We haven't touched much on the Bundesliga, but still, there has been times where Dortmund win it and there's been title races, so I would have to say Scottish League as well. Yeah. And the last question of the day, will who will win the Scottish League? Rangers, who are about are they 50 points ahead of or Celtic, who are doing terrible. Oh, uh, around again, too, guys. Uh, well, it has to be Rangers, won't it? Yeah, I'd say Rangers as well, which are what, 23 points ahead? Yeah, on that. League, and it's just astonishing what Gerrard's done with them. Yeah, fair play, Gerrard. 59 points goal difference. They've won 23 matches. Not, they've got three draws. They haven't even lost a match, whereas Celtic have lost three matches and they've got seven draws. And they're in bad form, aren't they? Like Celtic do have three games in hand, but still... They're in very bad form. They're not playing the greatest. So they came bottom of the Europa League group, who team for usually in the Champions League, to be honest. And they're having a nightmare of speed, and under, especially under Neil Lennon, I think it is. And maybe he should be out of the door. I know he did well with Celtic before, but his Rangers team seem to be too good, don't they? And they seem to just be overtaking Celtic by a lot. They're just, they're just blowing Scotland's league out of the park, yeah. especially as James Tavner. He showed some good running form last season, and this season is just astonishing. He's got 11 goals and nine assists, which is just brilliant very from good. a right back position. It's very well from Rangers, very good season. And I know how we've seen with Perlo and Frank Lampard, maybe not best managers, and uh, with the clubs, they probably shouldn't get the gig, or at least not too early in their career. But Stephen Gerrard, I don't think he should get the Liverpool gig. 
as soon as Jurgen Klopp leaves. I think he should try himself in the like the lower end of English football, not like in the bo- bottom bottom around of the lower half of the league. But he looks like a very good manager, doesn't he? He does look like a very good manager, and I think there is a bit more time for Klopp to like stay at Liverpool mm. and Gerard to find his more like experience in managing. Yeah. So he can find his tactics and what he likes to do with teams. And um, when Klopp like goes to a different team or like chooses to manage the Germany team or something like that, I think Gerard will be a good replacement for him, and that. Um, Gerard will know what to do with the Liverpool squad mm. since he has played with um, Milner, he's played with Henderson and all. Well, they could be. Carry on. have like, um, a good relationship with Henderson and all. Well, they could be gone by the time he's there, but I don't think he should get the crack hit straight away if he's not tried himself at English football. But like the likes of Berlo and Lampard, who are not early in their career, but he's showing very promising signs, isn't he? Even though Milner might not be there, um, he, he has been going through his coaches, coaching mm. badges through lockdown, so I think he might be able to be an assistant coach yeah. since he's got a good connection with Gerard and good link, like um, team uh, player, and, uh, and Gerard's got good leadership, so as Henderson, so. He could also be an assistant manager if he gets his coaching badges. He did. So, yeah, I agree with that. He did beat him to the league title in 2014, though, which you probably won't want to touch too much on. Don't talk about that. No, I won't say. <laughs> I'm not sorry, he's funny. But anyway, um, Milner could be a good assistant coach under Stephen Gerrard, and he probably will get the Liverpool gig one day. And maybe not, maybe his promising career will just cease to exist a bit like some other managers who are very good in their playing career, not so good in the managerial career. But anyway, that's the last question here, and we'll go on straight away to news you might have, um, big news, sorry, of the last few days. Do you have any news that you might want to touch on? Um, well, Sammy Kader has gone to Hertha Berlin on a free until mm. 20, and he's got a contract until 2023. Didn't uh, Joshua Xerxes gone on the loan to Palmer Palmer for free. Um, Ben Rama's gone to West Ham at the bottom, is uh, yeah, so the 17 million. Um, well, Liverpool's got that like, getting that centre back. Mm. He might go to Celtic next season, but it depends really if he um, plays well. Guaita's got a contract extension, which Guaita has been a really good goalkeeper for Crystal Palace. He has played well. A couple of seasons. Even though they haven't had that many clean sheets and all, you can't really blame on Guaita since he has been a really good player. He's good on form. And even though he is pretty old, he is 34. And but goalkeepers can last that age. Mm. And I think he'll stay there for a couple more years. DeAndre Yedlin's gone to Galatasaray on a free from Newcastle. Might be a good signing for Galatasaray, might not be. He didn't really show much good at Newcastle. No, he didn't. Good signing for Galatasaray, I think. And I do believe there's some good signings there, but with all the transfer news coming at the end of the window, it seems to be happening a lot recently. Do you think some of them may be panic buys? Or do you think a lot of the stuff, it just takes a long time to get over the line? Or what do you think of that? I think Samai Kadera might have been a panic player since that um, Gwendouzi has been playing well for him, but he is only on alone there. And mm-hmm. I don't think Arsenal will want to sell him. Um, since he has been playing well, he's been scoring goals, he's been playing well defensively. And he's enjoying it there in Bundesliga, but if he comes down to the Premier League, he might be a really good player there um, to play next to party and if they buy out um, Odegaard's loan or something, if they can. Hmm. I think he'll be a very good player to play next to those two players since he does have a good future and he's not. And who do you think is the best out of those deals? Like, is it Kadira, as you said, or anyone else? Who do you think's the best signing there? I think 
this isn't going to be biased, but I think Liverpool's buy might have been a really good signing since he has been trying well in Championship. But Ollie Watkins came from the Championship and he scored um, eight goals or nine goals this season already, which is wow since he has came from um, Brentford and he showed well in. Um, what is it? Aston Villa. Especially against so Liverpool. Yeah, I think he can prove to be good. I don't think he should be a long-term replacement, especially if Van Dijk comes back from injury soon. But he might turn out to be a good signing. I actually think the best deal, you haven't mentioned it, I don't think, but West Brom signing Aisley Maitland-Niles on loan. I don't know why Arsenal don't seem to play him too much because I think he's a very good player. When he plays, he seems composed, good on the ball, he gets some good crosses. And I think he's a very good player and I think West Brom, maybe that'll be a sign that's able to get him at least with a better push to be able to get out of that relegation zone. He's a good player and I think he'll do quite well there. Also, I think there's another good signing Damari Gray going to buy Leverkusen for 1.7 million, which could be a really, really good signing. Since he is young, he's fast, he's creative, but I think he, I think Leicester have let him go for a bit cheap. But his his contract is running out. Like it was running out soon, and they didn't really want to let him go for a free. So you might as well get some money for him. Yes, and he. Um, and also Udinese's bought Watford from I mean Udinese's bought Dale Fane from Watford, which Probably. could be a really good signing. Since he is creative, he is fast, he can do some he can score some goals, he can get assists. But he hasn't really shown that much in the La Liga I and mean, it's not, uh, not Syria. Syria this season. He's got one assist, no goals in 11 matches, which isn't the best. I do, I do think Del Flair is a very good player. And maybe since he's come permanent, he might want to prove himself a bit more than if he was staying at Watford. But a good player, and I do agree, and looks like some good signs. But Demari Gray, I know he won the league in 2016, but did he? do you think he failed at Leicester? He did fail a bit with the injuries and all. And he Same was... Jesse Lingard, he gave Drees the family problems. Mm. I think that's a good signing for West Ham if they can get him back to his normal ways. Mm. But Demaru Gray, if he doesn't get many more injuries, he is 24, he could play well. He's both footed, he's a good attacker. Just let's hope that he plays well for a buying modification. He just isn't too clinical, is he? That's, that's a bit of an understatement. Not really, he's an injury plan, really, isn't he? Yeah. And just a few more bits to talk about. And Brighton signed Ecuador, uh, Ecuador, sorry, midfielder Caicedo. That might turn out to be a very good sign, especially in a relegation battle. But I'd just like to touch on this. Chelsea owner Abramovich appalled by abuse to defender James. Now we really need to stop, especially with the racist comments. We need to kick it out. Everything, all of it out, and needs to be straight out of football. And if this changes one person's mind, that'll be a success, as it needs to just go straight out. Like the badness, there is no room for racism. Yeah. Racism should not be a thing. It's just appalling. It's disgusting. Mm. It should not be a thing in this world. Straight, just get it out. Get it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to more news near the end of the show, but that'll be it for now. We're just going to take a quick break. I'll be straight back with the rest of the show. See you then. And we are back after a quick little break. So we'll go straight on to the quiz. And as no one got it right uh, last episode, well, guys, you'll be getting it right. I'll be asking Lucas the questions I asked you with a few more. And it's on Premier League 2010 era. So, Lucas, see if you know any of these. Who provided a cross of Wayne Rooney's bicycle kick against Man City in 2011? Was it Ryan? Nanny, you don't even want the options? <laughs> no. Nanny? Nanny, yeah. Yep, you're correct. Well done. Well done, Lucas. I think you might want to hear out... <laughs> I think you might want to hear out the questions, um, the things for this one. Uh, Mario Balotelli's story was raw in the age of 2010 to 11. Most of them untrue, 
The Witcher following according to the man himself was true. He gave a homeless man a, a grand after winning at a casino. He drove a bullied child to their school to confront their bully. He was sent to John Lewis by his mum to buy household items, but he came back with quad bikes and a trampoline. Quite an interesting one there. Be quite funny to come home with that to everyone. He drove around Manchester handing out cash to strangers in the street. Which one of them, uh, according to Mario Balotelli himself, was true? He drove a bully to his school to confirm his bullies. Uh, his bullies. Ah, it, was, it was actually the really funny one. Sorry. The one where he went to buy household items and came home with quad bikes and a trampoline. That man is mental and fair play, that's actually quite funny. One problem that's happened in his career is the amount of racism that guy has had to put up with. Yeah. It is unacceptable. It's awful, especially when he went to Syria with pressure. Mm. It's actually really bad here. Yeah. As I said, you need to kick raises them out the spot. Anyway, you might not get this one, but who scored two penalties as Newcastle came back from 4-0 down and drew a 4-4 with Arsenal in 2011? Check Teote, Joey Barton, Kevin Nolan or Leon Best? Which one of them got two penalties in Newcastle's 4-4 draw with Arsenal? Leon Best. You're going to go Leon Best? Let's see if you are correct. Ah, no, it was Mr Barton himself. The man who was sent to jail for <laughs> sent to jail for beating up some kid outside Liverpool, I think. Quite controversial in his time. But anyway, it was not Leon Bess, it was Joey Barton. <laughs> right, see if you know this one. Who scored the opening goal in the Aguero game when Man City won the title in 2012? Quite an iconic game and iconic well, remembrance from everyone involved, but was it Pablo Zabaleta, Edin Dzeko, Carlos Tevez or Sami Nazari? Um, Who scored the first goal? I remember Carlos Tevez getting hit from going to Man United to Man City and scoring the goal. With the rip for um, Pablo Zabaleta. I think it is... <laughs> I think that might be right, but let's check. You are correct. Pablo Zappola is scoring the first as Creepy Ad did come back to go 2-1 up, but that Aguero strike sealed Man City the title. Aguero! <laughs> uh, you probably know this one, Lucas, but last question from me. For how many games was Luis Suarez banned after being found guilty of racially abusing Patrice Ever? I know you might love the man, but... He was in quite a bit of trouble there. Was it six, seven, eight, or ten? Six. Six? Let's see if you're correct. No, it was an eight-game ban he got, which which cancelled out some games in that season where Steven Gerrard slipped, where they could have done with him to pick up some points. But no, he was out of the team. And, yeah, we all know what happened next. Probably not your finest. Yeah, he does. He, he should... He, he's learnt from his lesson, I believe, now. So, not his... his well, yeah, he's biting one, but eventually. But it's good that he's moved on and he's finished with that. All right. And that's all the questions from me, but we'll move on to your questions. And, Lucas, hit me with your questions on the so football. I'm just going to do some Premier League all-time questions. All right. So, who scored the fastest hat-trick in the Premier League? Oh. Sadio Mane. Aubameyang, yeah. Mo Salah, or Rooney. <laughs> There's some actually quite recent players, but I'm going to go for Mr. Mane himself. And was it at Southampton? Yes, it was. And it was in a record-breaking two minutes and 56 seconds. What a... <laughs> That's quick to get a hat-trick. <laughs> quite, mm. quite quick. Who was it against, do you know? Uh, Aston Villa. Jeez, was that the season they went down? Ah, and screw Villa. <laughs> yeah, but they got their revenge on Mane eventually. Wait, what? Sorry, I didn't hear that. They got their revenge on Mane eventually. I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, so, with 260 goals, who is the Premier League's all-time top scorer? Oh, I think I know this. It's the Georgie boy. Oh. Um, Alan Shearer, Rooney, 
It's not the Scouse Argentinian or Dutchman, it's a Geordie himself. It, it's Mr. Alan Shearer. That is correct. Yeah, Aguero could. I, I don't think he will, but he could get top three if he carries on. But, yes. Yeah, oh, alright, hit me with it. I'll give you some hard ones. So, with 653 games. Hmm? What player has got the most Premier League appearances? Oh. Ryan Giggs. It could be. Gareth Barry. I was thinking him. Milner. Oh. Or. Wait, what? <laughs> or Thierry Henry. <laughs> I don't think it's Milner or Henry. I think it's between Gareth Barry and Giggs. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think I might not be right, but is it Gareth Barry? Correct. Oh, that was a close one. Does have, has he got much on gigs? Um, I think gigs has got around four hundred and sixty. Jeez, he has a, a lot more, doesn't he? Gareth Barry, <laughs> pretty great professional. Let's be honest, back from at West Brom, but a very good professional and. Fair play to him for carrying on for so long and playing at the top level for 650-odd games. Fair play to him. Mm. All right, I've got one more question, which also might be a hard one. All right. Which player has won the first Premier League title? Everton, Man City, Man United or QPR? Yeah, it won't QPR. He definitely want Man City because they had derived to sell as the main striker until Sheikh Mansour. I don't think it was Everton, and I do think it was Man United. The year after Leeds won the first old division, I think it was Man United. Correct. Uh, yeah, my dad drills that one down my throat all the time about Leeds' first division, uh, last ever first division when his Man United won first ever print. <laughs> Well, thanks for the questions there, Lucas. And we'll move on now to players who your respect has gone up for and who it's gone down for. And do you want to start, Lucas? Um, well, first, my, like, the highest one, I think, is it has got to be Lozano. He's just shown some absolutely really good play in the Syria. Even though it isn't the best of leagues, but it still is a really good league. And it's one of the top five. So, mm. my respect for him has gone soaring up. And also, another person. It's just, like, it's got to be, like, Haaland. Since, oh, yeah. he, like, he has came from, like, Salzburg. in, like, um, a lower league. Not one of the biggest leagues in Europe. Mm. It's... He scored a hat trick against Liverpool, which, like, I hate him for that. But he's just one of the biggest hot prospects, and he's just really, really good. He's an amazing player. He scores with Lewandowski, which is arguably the best striker. Well, not that arguably, but he's the best striker in Europe at the minute. Well, in the world. And he's um, been injured for a while. And another person my respect has gone up for is Moise King. He's came from a bad season at Everton and a bad season at Eve to come into a PSG side where they've got Icardi and a Neymar injured and he's just scored nine goals. He's got a couple of assists. He's playing alongside Mbappe, who's like got higher numbers than him. But he is only 20, Moise King, and he's keeping up scores with some of the best players in the world with nine goals uh, that's a lot of praise from you there and i do agree there's been some great performances in there but here's your negativity going to who has lost your respect especially recently 100 percent timo werner and kai havertz oh let's, let's hear your thoughts on that no, but let me just stop you there. Is that down to him or is that down to Frank Lampard, do you think? That's down to his two left feet. <laughs> I am Robin, seems to do the same thing. What footage is 
is he? He can't even make a pass across the pitch to Chilwell, uh, even if he's like got no pressure in him. They don't seem to be settling in well. Maybe they need more time, or maybe they're just not cut out for the Premier League. But we'll see in time. And I do rate them as some good hot prospects, but they have been disappointing, yes. Mm. Anyone else that you want to touch on, or is that your end? Um, you don't have to, it's fine. Who else? I could just go on. Probably Martial. Martial. Martial's on the and got three assists from last season when he scored about 16 goals and he was like playing well there at the end of the season after lockdown and after like all the like stopped from football here you were playing well and he came back into this season and he's only scored two goals and he's just not really been showing much greatness for a Man United squad that really needed right now it has been a poor performance especially recently and for Man United's sake, hopefully pick him up, but maybe not one season one, but, but maybe he just is a cap to be a top striker and isn't just good enough for it. Mm. Alright, we'll move on then and to someone I have heavily criticised in the last few games, but I'm hoping and praying that it's coming back into the man of the match performance to a goal and two assists at the weekend, and that's Patrick Bamford. I know I did criticise him recently, and he may not have had to do much against Leicester, but what he did do, he did very well. His, his goal was uh, excellent. Coming from Rafinha, who I heavily praised the other week, very good goal. And the assist to Harrison, he could have easily laid it off to him, but, I mean, shot himself, but he laid it off to Harrison, who just taps it home. And the assist for Ailing, very good play. I think outside of the sort of believers, and not Ailing, sorry, Dallas, who just slots it home. A very good performance on Leeds, and he may not have had to do much, but well done to Mr Paddy Bamford. Very good performance from him. But who it has gone down for, you may not have seen him recently, but I'm going to say Mr Oliver Burke. He was he was said as a top... He's going to be the top player at RB Leipzig. He's a wonder talent. But Sheffield United seem to be making a habit of signing wonder talents that didn't live to their potential along with Jack Rodwell and uh, along with Ravel Morrison and then old Burke scored against Man United and he won the best goal but still he scored and fair play to him but he's definitely not lived up to expectations or at least his potential that he was touted to have and now he hasn't been good enough especially for Sheffield United and it's actually been bursting from his ears and I've seen it a lot but he needs to pick it up if he wants to have a good career and if he wants to progress and be a very good player, he needs to pick up him very, very quickly. Um, I've also got one more player that, like, my respect for him has gone up. He's, right. he's been playing for Brighton, he's been playing well in midfield. It's Yevs uh, by some Liverpool looking at him. Real looking at him. Oh. Many teams in like big teams in Europe are looking at him. He's playing played well. He scored a wonder goal, and he's just very defensive. He gets red cards sometimes, but you expect that from a defensive midfielder with his aggression, his strength. He's got good speed. He can get the ball. It's just he's he's young as well, and he'd be a really good signing for whoever gets him. He's a very good player and he has played very well, yes, but I have to say this can happen a lot. Maybe players shining in a bad team and if he went to another team, maybe don't play as well or maybe, I don't know, he's, maybe he's just one season wonder maybe. Or I think he's a very good player and I do agree with you, but you have to be sceptical at times, I do think, with players like that. But I hope for him that he'll have a very good career as I do rate him very highly and won't become the next championship deadwood but i don't think that's so i think he's a good player and maybe he'll get a very good move in the coming years or next year or this year who knows but anyway that's it for who our respect has gone up and down for and we'll move on to our top five players of the week starting off at number five which is trent alexander and a very good performance i know lucas you'll have a lot to say in him tell us what you think 
been playing better defensively. He scored that goal against Tottenham. Like he was able to keep um he was able to keep Son away from goal, stop Son from scoring. And they did get a disallowed goal at the start. But I mean VAR's finally helped Liverpool this season and like he's been getting up more attacking. He's getting back to form from the injury. I think he's got that spot from scoring that goal against Tottenham and he's also played well against West Ham. And they didn't keep a clean sheet, but still a very good performance from him and they'll be hoping to improve along with Liverpool. And very well done to the man. Good game in the last few weeks and he'll be hoping to continue with that, won't he? Yes. And we're going to number four and I know Lucas does also have a lot to say on him with a wonder goal at the weekend against Burnley. Who It has to be Marcus Alonso, hasn't it? Well, Marcus Alonso did score a really good goal. He, he's been out for quite a while. He's came on. He's scored a goal. It's improved that he's, he's a good player for his age. He's able to score. He's able to defend. He's old, but he's able to play. Like, very good goal. Very good uh, performance from Marcus Alonso. And though he's been at a team well, Chilwell pushing him back. He's able to come in under Thomas Tuchel in this game. Bag himself a goal, a clean sheet, and an all-round solid performance to get himself on number four on this list. Very well done to Marcus Alonso, and he'll be hoping to continue and earn his back his left box spot in the Chelsea team. But anyway, we'll go on to number three on this list, and it's Destro. A great performance of the lads, bragging a brace against uh, Cotroni in a 3-0 win for Giona at the weekend. Very well done to him. Very good, well-taken goals, I'm pretty sure they were. He bagged the first, his teammate Sabrava bagged the second and he slams on the third to send Pisoni uh, back to their homes, crying their eyes out. There's, I'm pretty sure they're in a big relegation battle, but very good win for the Yonder. They'll be hoping to come do that in the coming weeks, but all around a solid performance for them and well done to the team. And Lucas, I'm sure you'll be wanting to introduce the next lad, and that is Mr... Mo Salah. Mo Salah. He scored two goals against West Ham. Two good goals. Um, he had a really good appearance. And he's just found his form again. He's scoring goals again. So I'm 15 goals this season. 15. And he's just shredding up the frame at the minute. He's doing very well. And though Liverpool have been poor in recent weeks, he'll be hoping to... Continue this run of form, continue playing well, and be hoping to get back in the title race. And I know I've said uh, Man City are probably going to win the league, but you saying Liverpool with Mo Salah bagging back in the goals, and hopefully all the team are able to improve and carry on the form they're in at the moment. Ben has gone to number one, and with two goal, two assists, sorry, and a goal at the weekend. We've touched him already here, but well done, Mr. Patrick Bamford. Amazing display against Leicester. Though he had, didn't have to do much, didn't start the greatest as well. He grew into the game amazingly. A wonder strike against Castle Michael. Had a very good game himself, but wasn't able to keep up the two assists game. Outstanding one for Dallas and very unselfish for him against Harrison. Fair play to him there. A lot of strikers would have shot, but well done. Able to bag himself. A goal, getting back on firing, hope, and hopefully for me he's able to continue this form, carry on scoring for Leeds. Well done to lad, and he's now in the top five scorers in the Premier League. Patrick Bamford, 14 goals in the Champions League last season, in the top five scorers in the Premier League. Wow, the world's gone mad. But anyway, well done to the guy. Very good performance, and especially for me, let's hope he carries it on and plays well, especially in the coming weeks. So we've got some big games coming up. But anyway, that's it on our top five list. Tell me if you agree. But we'll be having a quick little interview now and we'll be back with the news you might have missed and more. See you then. And we are back after them few messages and we're going on to news that you may have missed. And now there's been some big goings on, especially recently. We've touched on it a lot, but we'll go on to some smaller news you may not have noticed, but this one you probably have actually. Ozan Kabak closing in on only a loan deal for Liverpool, but still he'd be a great signing for the Reds, wasn't he? Yeah, he would. 
Um, well, Ozankabat, young defender, he's proved he's very good in the Bundesliga. He's been able to like put up with Lewandowski, and like if he comes to the Prem, hopefully he does, which he probably will because he really likes Liverpool. Yeah. He said that he's wanted to come to Liverpool, and also if he comes to Liverpool, he'll strengthen up our defence. Like he even might be able to replace Joe Gomez if we buy him out. And um, even though Fabinho has been doing well, we've been overplaying him and he's got a knee injury and all. <laughs> um, so we could do with Kabak and like we've just confirmed Ben Davies. So if he comes, then we're just going to be able to sort things out. And I know it may only be alone, but what other player is? And if he, I know Schalke having a shocker season, but he has actually been a starving light in this pretty dreadful team. Let's be honest, carrying on their bad form from last season. But if he's able to come for Liverpool and play well, I'm sure they'll snatch him up eventually. Let's talk on something that you may have a bit of a laugh at, and hoping that he carries on this way for Man United, that they were victims of wrong decisions in Blades' loss. And I know the English FA in Premier League and all that, have come out and saying that there was wrong decisions involved in that game. Via has been on their side a lot recently, so maybe it's just fair. Heard them out. <laughs> it's just... It's, I, it's, There's uh, been a buyout clause in the VAR for Man City. <laughs> the bottom off Man United and... Man United bottom off Liverpool um, and Man City. <laughs> But I love Man United, and especially for Liverpool fans, they'll be hoping it stays that way. Is Man United were able? They lost to Sheffield United, a crazy result. And I know they might blame officials; they definitely weren't good enough tonight, and they need to pick it up, especially after a draw against Arsenal. If they want to win the league title or at least challenge for it. We'll touch on some more here. Ex-Man United goalkeeper Carroll set for Irish Premiership comeback at 43, proving himself to be a class uh, sportsman just like Gareth Barry. Well done to the lad and I hope for him that, yeah, he'll be able to get back and play well. Yeah, not too much to say that, just fair play to the guy. And Everton's check to soon goes to Besiktas on loan. And I know he did alright against for Crystal Palace. Some very well not very, but what some good performances there. But at Everton he has been he has failed, hasn't he? He hasn't played well enough and yeah, he probably might stay in Turkey for at least a lot uh, for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, also the Jesse League guard. Uh, deal for West Ham might be a good deal, might not be. It's it is a loan, so if he doesn't work out, then like he's only there part time. But um, luckily for West Ham, if they can get the form that he was in like two years ago, three years ago, they will have a really good player on there in their books. That's and hopefully for the both of them, they get careers back on track, but get back into their um, father clubs and are able to play very well for their team. But anyway, let's move on to, to Hudson Adoy and apparently people saying that he'd be very good wing-back role for Chelsea. I don't know many wingers have been cutting from right-back and he doesn't have the best creative, I mean not creative, uh, clinical touch. But is he strong enough to play there, I think? And I know he might be very fast. And actually, I think he'd do very well at that role. Sorry about the geography. I do think he'd do very well, especially at a wing-back role for Chelsea. I also think he'll do pretty well. Since you can get up the pitch, you can put crosses into the box, like you saw against um, uh, what is it? Uh, Burnley. Hmm. He put some crosses into the box. He, he put them in the danger area. He caused problems properly so if he's able to do that he'd probably be able to play a bit more like Trent if he gets mm-hmm. better at tackling or getting up a bit or something like that um, but yeah good if he plays right wing back they do need a right wing back um, Chelsea so good, good position Trent if they do that 
him and uh, Reese James, two good young English players, and there's a reason Bayern Munich interests him, so he must have something about him, and I do think if he just works on a few bits here and there, he can be a very good player, especially at the wing-back role, as I do rate Hudson and I, and I think if he works on a lot of things, he can be a very good player. I'll have two more bits on the news you might have missed with Messi. Oh, what a wonderful player he is, amazing talent. Just such a good player. He scores his 650th goal for Barcelona in the win over the team that haunted them in the Spanish Cup final, Bilbao. After being sent off against them, after a wild bunch, first ever card, he comes in with a smashing free kick, an amazing goal to back his 650th career goal, and what a way to do it. Tom, knocking someone out, knocking them goals in. Yeah, to knock in their hopes out. Amazing strike, what a goal, and he has to be very well because he's won the best of all time, and I do think he's better than Ronaldo. Generational talent, we may not see a player like him for another 30 years, and I just think he's amazing. Also, I've got some more transfer news. Oh? Everton are looking on signing Joshua King from Bournemouth. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. It'd be an interesting signing. Apparently, we've uh, sorry, I forgot it was going the other way in like a permanent deal. Getting Joshua King back in the Premier League, hopefully for him, because he was quite a good player firing at home. I do think he's a good like striker. Of 13 goals, but yeah. he's decent. Yeah, he's not world class, but he's decent. Had a good partnership with Callum Wilson. And he's a good player, and I think he could do well. Yeah, he could do well at the Toffees, and I think he'd be a good player for them. Yeah. Let's touch a bit more on Steven Gerrard as our last piece of news. As Steven Gerrard's team, Morelles, the main striker, gets a free match ban over stamping. Um, I think I, it's an awful thought. I'm just looking at it here. He goes and fully intentionally stamps on the knee and they did get a 1-0 win against Hibbs but he goes down and he, he seems to he definitely does it on purpose and crunches the ankle of the player tries to have the, get the ball in the way so the ref doesn't see but an awful tackle off and he's right to get a free match ban hopefully that doesn't cost Chelsea but geez he definitely deserved that and an awful tackle and hopefully he'll learn from that He is an aggressive player, as we've seen. If he sorts and and it's good to have aggression, but if he carries on like that, he'll need to cut it out soon. As stamping like that, it's not good at all, and he definitely needs to cut stuff like that out of his career if he wants to be a top striker. Very good player, but he needs to stop these actions if he wants to be at the top level for such a long time. It's like a younger Lykeen up front. Yeah, <laughs> he does remind me of the aggression. He does have the aggression of that, yes, and he will need to sort that out. Is it? I do think he's a very good player, but he does have a temper on him. And hopefully he's able to progress into a very good talent, which I think we all know he can be. Boy, Keith, <laughs> oh, jeez, that debate will be going on forever. <laughs> just that'll, that'll just be there forever, won't it? Never going. I won't be surprised if... Haaland ends if Roy Keane ever has a son that plays football or just a son in general, he'll just get a baseball bat and whack his little head off. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be playing tennis with his son's head. Let's cut that out. You didn't hear what he said playing tennis on his bed. Anyway, let's go on to predictions for the upcoming games. Let's go on to choose. Let's have a look at Tuesday's games. There may not be too much on, I do not believe so. But let's have a look and give our predictions for the games coming up. And there's a few games on in the Premier League and we, we're just going to touch on the, the big ones at least with Wolves-Arsenal. Now, Lucas, I'll get your prediction there first. What do you think the score will be here? I think the score will be 3-1 to Arsenal since Wolves haven't really been playing their best recently. They've lost form since Jota's gone. Um, Adama Traore hasn't been playing to his best. They, they don't have Raul Jimenez for a while because they 
what happened with David Luiz. Yeah, we want to get revenge there. Hopefully that William um, William Luiz guy comes in for because yeah. they do need a new striker. Yeah, I... I... I know Wolves are in bad form and Arsenal are in actually quite good form after a draw against Man United challenged them for the title and they could have got a win there. And I think they won the last game as well, but I'm actually going to go for Wolves 2 0 win. I think they're going to end the streak of like bad form, as you said, and I think they're going to end it against Arsenal with a 2 0 victory. Which quickly touched on Sheffield United, West Brom. I'm going to go for a 2 0 win to the Baggies. Yeah, right. Man United, Southampton. And since Man United have been such a performance, Southampton, I know they are in the best. I've actually gone for a surprising one here. And a 2-1 Southampton win. I just think, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. And Man United, I think they'll carry on their bad streak with a 2-1 Southampton win. And I think there'll be a big VR incident in that game. I'm thinking it'll be a 2-2 draw since Southampton are playing their best, but... They have been playing well recently. Yeah. So, if Man United still play like they did against Arsenal, it could be a possible Southampton win. But if Southampton don't play the best, like Either. before... Um, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. I'll go for 2-2 draw. That's a favourite show. The Newcastle Crystal Palace, I'm going to go... Newcastle, even though they did beat Everton, I don't think they'll get another win here. And I was going to go for a Palace win, but I'm going to go for a 1-1 stalemate. I'm thinking since like Crystal Palace haven't really been scoring much goals, they'll probably be trying to get back to their best. I think there'll be a two-one win for Crystal Palace. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a fair shout. And we'll just touch on the Spanish Copa del Rey. I'm going to go for a two-no win to Sevilla over Almeria. I think it'll be um, possible two-no. Win for Sevilla. Yeah, that's a, I think so too. And a massive game coming up in Italy in the Italian Italian Coppa Italia, the semi-finals, I believe. So after Inter Milan put aside Zlatan Ibrahimovic's AC Milan, in a massive controversial game. So much going on there. It was a very entertaining one indeed. I'm going to go Inter Milan. I'm going to go for Juventus to um, go one nil up. And for a 2 1 Inter Milan win yet again in the Coppa Italia? I'm thinking since Juventus haven't really been able to find the form, mm-hmm. but Inter Milan playing well, they've been winning against AC Milan. Well, they've won against AC Milan. They're on a good form and they're top at league. So, what I'm thinking, Inter Milan 3 1. Juventus, uh, Juventus have been doing very poorly, especially under Andrea Pirlo, and I think that is a good shout. And though they have a good team in Milan, they're in good form, and I think they will be getting the win as well. And we'll just touch a bit on Brazilian Sevilla. Very well done to Palermias, getting the win in the Copa Libertadores, their second title, I believe. So very well done to them. Very good performance, I believe, winning in the 99th minute around then. Good performance from the Brazilian side. Very well done to them. And I think they're going to carry it up with a 2-0 win against Botafogo. Botafogo. Very well done to Palermas to win the Copa Libertadores. It's a hard trophy. And they'll be facing off in the World Cup, Club World Cup. And, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to them uh, on Tuesday. I am thinking that it will be either 3-0 or 2-0. Since mm. Copa Libertadores is really hard to win, since it's all of South America's teams mm. all put in one in the tournament, it's really hard to win since it's all the best teams in there. There's some good teams. Um, so if they keep on with this form, they'll be able to shred it up in Brazil. Yeah, and again, very well done to Palermas. Well done with a win. Beating Santos, I believe it was, in the final. Well done to them. But we're going to the last uh, prediction of the day. Massive game in Turkish Super League. And as though Istanbul Basics are here, aren't doing too well recently, I'm going to go for Galatasaray to beat them in a 2-1 victory. I think it'll be a close game as there is quite a rivalry there. And yeah, that's what I believe the score will be. I'm thinking it'll be three three one um to Galatasaray. Um they've 
got a new signing, they've brought him in, um, like with DeAndre Yedlin, um, which he, he's a good attacking player from right wing back. Um, so I'm thinking 3 1. Yep, that's a very good shout for that. And we'll come on to my predictions from last episode later on in this video at the end. But for to end it off, um, like fully, basically, <laughs> so we are going to go on to the question of the day. And I'm actually going to ask Lucas for a question. I'm not put you on the spot here, but can I have a question for the viewers here and for me and you? Who do you think is the best player in the world at the minute? At the minute? Let's see. Uh, do you want to hear my thoughts first or do you want to go on here? Um, let's go for you. First. All right. Now, there is some very good players on the at the moment here. I, I'd just like to say, tell me who you think. Contact to me at my um, email or telling me in the comments or whatever you do. But anyway, I'm going to say here, for the obvious one, the elephant in the room, and I know it's the boring one, but for me, it has to be Mr. Robert Lewandowski. Amazing, especially this year he's had. The goals he scored, a treble with Bayern Munich, and he's—I know he might not be scoring as many this year. He's carrying it on, scoring some amazing, uh, getting well, very good performances. Bayern are looking for the treble again, or well, not treble actually, not that the DFB because, but the double here, very—they're just an amazing team. It's very hard to beat them. Well done to Bayern Munich and to Mr Lewandowski. Amazing goals, amazing play, and I know he didn't get the golden boot. There is less games in the Bundesliga, so. Well done to him and well done to Bayern Munich as a general. Not my favourite club in the world, let's just say that, but well done to them. He deserves it on my part. What do you think, Lucas? So, I think the best player in the world right now is either Lionel Messi or Lewandowski. Mm. Lewandowski has been scoring loads of goals. He's on form. He's getting assists as well. He's not a greedy player. Him and Muller have a really good like um leadership um teamwork. Um but uh Lionel Messi's been carrying passer for some time. Mm. Um he's been scoring goals, scored his six hundred and fiftieth, like you said. And he's just up there in the best players to ever play football. You have to, I have to review you. Amazing player, amazing talent. As a generational talent, outstanding player. But I'd just like to say, who out of them do you think deserves number one spot at the moment? I think at the minute, since his form has been just exceeding really well, I'm going to say Lewandowski because he's a goal machine. Like, like what Muller said, um, Lewandowski. <laughs> He's an amazing player, I do agree, and he'll be hoping to carry on his form in the upcoming weeks, as from especially from last year. A standing player, very good striker, and well done to him, and very well done to everyone around him. But anyway, that's it from here. Thank you, Lucas. If you want to stick around, I'll just be touching on the players who deserve mention for their good performances over the week, and the predictions from the last episode... Um, but anyway, that's it uh, for the main back for now. And we'll just I'll just touch on players who deserve a very good mention of some very good performances. Cadiz, striking Negredo. He got two goals. I believe he was at Man City at one point. Um, even though he lost 4-2 to Atletico Madrid. Very well done to the lad. Very good strike um, in his prime, at least. Good player. Anyway, well done. But Atletico Madrid as a whole, they're playing so well, especially with Suarez. Amazing performances, they're just gelling so well around, and they're able. I think I'm gonna say they're gonna win the league this year. And the first time since 2014, I believe it was when they lost in the Champions League final. I mean, I want to remember that, but anyway, they're playing extremely well. Amazing, well done to Atletico Madrid in general. Very good team, gelling amazingly. And yeah, I think with Suarez at the top, um, and I think he's gonna, I think he'll get. Top scorer in the Liga, very good player, and I don't know why Barcelona let him leave, but well done to Luis Suarez and to Negredo himself for bagging two goals. Both with a brace of the uh, the weekend, 
Well done to them both. And quickly on Wolf, the FC Cologne striker, bagging two in a 3-1 win at Armenia Beerfield. Well done to him. And well done to FC Cologne for getting that win. By the way, that's it for there. And to just end off the show, we're going to be looking at predictions from the um, from last episode. And we'll be having a look at what I said and if I'm right or wrong. And thank you very much, Lucas. We'll just be getting on to that right now. With the Chelsea winner I started off with, I did say 2-0, so that's a prediction right for me that was starting off well. For Liverpool, West Ham, I said a 2-1 win. The Reds won 3-1, but still, uh, I said they'd win. Yeah, I'll take that. That was an alright prediction. Tottenham, I said they'd win 3-0. And Trossard slot that down my throat with a 1-0 win for the Seagulls. Not the greatest prediction there. And Atalanta Roma, I went for an entertaining 4-3 game. It was quite an entertaining game. Atalanta did not win though, as I predicted. And Lazio, sorry, did I say Roma? Sorry. Um, put them aside with a 3-1 victory. Atalanta got a red card, I do believe so. Roma win, which I said. Napoli also, I went for a win for them. Got that right too. I said for Nice. This wasn't the greatest prediction. I went for a Nice win, but they ended up getting put aside by Saint-Étienne. Lille, though, who I predicted to beat Dijon, did do that indeed. Monaco beat Nantes and PSG. I know many people thought they would end up winning this game, but no, even though when they got two penalties, which is slotted away, PSG do look to be in good form and playing well at the moment, but... If, 3-2 win for Laureate, a very good result on their behalf and very bad one for BSG and that's an unlucky result for them. But anyway, and for a Club Bruges win over Stanley Edge, which came true, I went for a, a gent win, but that was actually quite a boring 0-0 game. And for Ajax to beat Izzard Alcoma, which I did in a 3-0 win, and I have to touch on this last one, I made an awful mistake. I said that Basiktas, or the, I got them mixed up with Istanbul Basics there. I'm very sorry if there's any Basiktas songs listening. There probably is, but I'm sorry anyway. I got that one wrong, extremely wrong. Sorry about that. I made a mistake there, but I did say Transbans will win, so I'll take that as a, I shouldn't do, but I'll take it as a win as they were able to beat Basiktas, not Istanbul Basics here, 2-1. And sorry, Besiktas again. Anyway, not too bad predictions there. Hopefully, we'll get more right, though, next episode. But anyway, that's the end. Uh, I'd just like to thank again Lucas very much for his time on the show. Thank you very much, Lucas, for coming on. And in, in the end, this has been FFE, football for everyone. Thanks for listening, and good night.